Antifa and Black Lives Matter are burning Bibles. Mr. Reagan. All right, now they've gone too far. Before we do anything else, if you watch my videos with any consistency, please hit that subscribe button and the bell. Some of these videos are getting epically shadow banned by YouTube, and I know trying to fight back is futile, but I'm still trying to fight back. I very rarely subscribe to channels, even channels that I watch quite frequently, so I know that there's a temptation just to to never hit that subscribe button, but for conservatives, it's particularly crucial because you will miss most of our videos unless you subscribe. Also, check out my Instagram and my Twitter if you use those. The links are in the description below. All right, let's get back to the video. So according to Andy No, the intrepid reporter up in Portland, Oregon, who has been feeding us almost hourly updates on the Antifa insanity, they're now burning Bibles. Now I'm pissed off. Before, I was disgusted. I, I, was, I was sad. I mean... Portland is my home. These assholes, they're not from Portland. All right, they're from like San Francisco or Austin or Anchorage or some shit like that. Somehow Portland has become the congregation epicenter for degenerates from all corners of the country. They're trashing my home. Portland was an absolutely beautiful city when I was a little boy. We'd go up there and we'd check out OMSI, the science museum, or we'd go to the zoo or Washington Park or Pioneer Courthouse Square. And then as an adult, about 10 years ago, I lived there. I would play tennis up near the Rose Garden. I met a girl that I thought I would marry up there. It was a lovely place. Now it's all destroyed because of this degenerate infiltration. And now they're burning Bibles? Why? What the hell is wrong with these people? The other week, one of the peaceful protesters stabbed a guy who was reporting on the riots. Now, to be clear, the psycho was a white guy and he stabbed a black guy. And these are supposed to be protests for black people. Okay, now I know I've said this ad nauseum, but I'm going to say it again. This is not about racism. These lunatics have no justifiable cause for which they are demonstrating. This is simply anarchy. They vandalized the statue of an elk in Portland. A freaking elk. Now, I remember seeing the statue lots of times going through Portland. It's a well-known landmark. Everybody has seen this elk and everybody loves it. Why deface the elk? Is the elk racist? No, no, the, the elk is not racist. The elk has nothing to do with any of this stuff. The elk is innocent. And that's the thing. These peaceful protesters, they don't have anything to do with anything either. They, they have no cause. And look, of course, we're all outraged by the leftist politicians, their unbelievable response to what's going on in Portland. It's either inappropriately cavalier or else they pretend they don't know what's going on. My friend Austin Fletcher caught this on tape. This was unbelievable. It is true. There's violence across the whole country. Do you disavow the violence from Antifa? That's happening in Portland right now? There's that's, riots? That's, and... that's a myth that's being spread only in Washington, D.C. About Antifa in Portland? Yes. Like, sir, there's, there's videos everywhere there. online. There's fires and riots. There's th they're throwing fireworks at uh, federal officers. DHS is there. Look online. It gets crazy, Mr. Nadler. Wow, so... 
thinks it's fake news. Antifa is a myth. Yeah, Antifa is a myth in Portland. Meanwhile, the whole city is on fire and they're trying to burn down the courthouse. I'm sure you've all seen that already. Jerry Nadler, if you're a Democrat and you don't think Democrat politicians lie, watch that video and try to explain how that's not a blatant lie. And if they're not acting like it's no big deal or straight up pretending that they don't know about it, they're condoning it. That's the craziest thing. The mayor of Portland went out and he said, I support you guys. Like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Oh, you want to burn my house down? I support you. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Hilariously, when the mayor went out there, the insane mob just kept chanting, resign. Quit your job! Quit your job! Quit your job! It reminded me of these idiots. Why are you on We're on your side! We're on your side! Holy shit! We're on your side! We're on your side! <laughs> I love that video. These vermin have no side, kid. They're just out for violence. That's all they care about. And why are you on their side anyway? They're racists who hate white people. And there's all these white people. We're on your side. <laughs> Why? Why are you on their side? They're racists. God, I, all these white people who are for Black Lives Matter. It's like they don't realize. They, okay, I, I know why. Because they think that all these black people are being killed by police, which isn't happening. But it's not true. These people need to educate themselves. It's unbelie- It's unbelievable. Anyway, there is a point that I really wanted to make in this video. So I'm watching this YouTube video the other day about Hitler and the rise of Nazi Germany. And there was a commentary about all this written by George Orwell, the guy who wrote 1984. This is actually a review of Mein Kampf, Hitler's famous manifesto. In this commentary, George Orwell admits that he, in fact, liked Hitler before the war. In fact, so he says, everybody did, internationally. Internationally, everyone loved Hitler before the war. Isn't that crazy? They, they don't teach you that in school. And it's funny because Democrats like to compare Trump to Hitler, but Trump is hated internationally. He's mocked ruthlessly. And you know who was beloved internationally? That's right, Barack Hussein Obama. And who is it that appears to have been engaged in a massive election interference in 2016? It wasn't Trump and the Russians, as has been proposed by Nancy Pelosi and her goons. No, no, no. no. Turns out, as is being revealed slowly through the John Durham investigation, that it was Obama who abused his power and interfered with the election. Funny how history repeats itself. Beloved socialist world leader, totally corrupt. Interesting. So anyway, George Orwell said that Hitler was beloved internationally. Fascinating. But also he had this to say, which I think was the other most interesting thing that he had to say on the matter of the rise of the Nazis. Orwell writes, just going to read directly from his commentary. Also, he has grasped the falsity of the hedonistic attitude to life. Nearly all Western thought since the last war, certainly all progressive thought, has assumed tacitly that human beings desire nothing beyond ease, security, and avoidance of pain. The socialist who finds his children playing with soldiers is usually upset, but he's never able to think of a substitute for the tin soldiers. Tin pacifists somehow won't do. Hitler knows that human beings don't only want comfort, safety, short working hours, hygiene, birth control, and in general, common sense. They also 
at least intermittently, want struggle and self-sacrifice, not to mention drums, flags, and loyalty parades. However they may be as economic theories, fascism and Nazism are psychologically far sounder than any hedonistic conception of life. The same is probably true of Stalin's militarized version of socialism. All three of the great dictators have enhanced their power by imposing intolerable burdens on their peoples. That would be Stalin, Hitler, and Mussolini. Whereas socialism and even capitalism in a more grudging way have said to people, I offer you a good time, Hitler has said to them, I offer you struggle, danger, and death. And as a result, a whole nation flings itself at his feet. After a few years of slaughter and starvation, greatest happiness of the greatest number is a good slogan. But at this moment, better an end with horror than a horror without end is a winner. Okay, so I'm going to tweak what Orwell is saying here just a bit. People are violent. We all have the capacity for violence. Some of us have a strong urge to be violent sometimes, and some people are very violent, much more violent than others. Now, when we're young, I think we all want to commit a certain amount of violence, men anyway, and some women. I'll admit my own violent tendencies and the solution to this whole problem right after this. But first, I have to annoy you with another short ad. The Second Amendment is under attack. I think that's obvious. You all know what happened to Mark and Patricia McCloskey when they tried to defend their home. We all want to show our support for the Second Amendment. So there's this company, Beyond Patriots, and they're giving away this Second Amendment coin for 10 bucks. Here it is. Now, I love coins. So I love this thing. Look at this. This is great. On the back, uh, there's a quote from Samuel Adams. It says, The Constitution shall never be construed to prevent the people of the United States who are peaceable citizens from keeping their own arms. I love that. It's a beautiful coin, and it's just a cool thing to have. Normally, this retails for 40 bucks, but they're giving them away for 10 bucks. The best possible way, I think, to show your support for the Second Amendment is buy guns. But uh, adding this to your collection for 10 bucks, I mean, it just looks cool, and it adds something a little shiny and different to your gun case. And it helps support this channel. So if you like this beautiful little coin, click on the link below in the description and pick one up for 10 bucks. It looks cool. You can mount it. It's beautiful. If you like coins and you like guns, go ahead and get this. Click on the description below. It's just 10 bucks. I still do sometimes want to lash out violently. I see injustices. I get infuriated. When I saw the Mark and Patricia McCloskey thing, where the two were trying to defend their home and got their guns taken away, and then the police refused to go defend their house, and private security companies wouldn't take the job, I actually called up a bunch of my big Second Amendment friends, and I was trying to get people together to go down there and set up a defense at their house. <laughs> I really did. I really did call a bunch of people. Now, it was totally irrational. I think the so-called protest was supposed to happen like the next day, and there was really no way to do it logistically. And the McCloskeys did end up getting some private security anyway, so it worked out well for them. But yeah, I was pissed. I wanted to go grab a gun and defend those guys. It was a violent instinct. See, my point is people are violent, and yet in America for a long time now, we've been really peaceful. 
the way we tend to release our violent tendencies, I think, is through sports. We play sports. But only athletic people tend to play sports since human beings don't tend to persistently do things that they're crap at. So it's really only athletic people who get to release their violent frustrations in competition. But look at Antifa. These are not athletes. These are nerds. They're the psychos who, in high school, colored their hair green to seem like one of the cool kids, but somehow it just made them seem even creepier. They're the guys who brought a briefcase to school every day, and you always kind of suspected that maybe there was a bomb in there. With Black Lives Matter, things are a little bit different. A lot of those black looters look like maybe they were athletes in high school, but their intentions seem to be different. These guys aren't trying to create anarchy. They're just greedy, amoral assholes who have been exploiting the rights to get free shit. But the Antifa losers, I think there's something to Orwell's point here. A lot of young people really do want, to some degree, to be violent. We don't permit this at all in our society. When I was a kid, my mom never let me take a boxing class or a karate class. I got in fights every week in my school. I was literally afraid to go to school sometimes. But did she let me take a martial arts class? No, never. Because she was afraid, and I'm not joking, that I would kill someone. (laughs) That's what she said. So all my fighting lessons were learned in the schoolyard. Thanks, Mom. We are way too afraid to let kids get into a fight now and again in our society. I think every kid should do a karate class or jiu-jitsu class or boxing or something like that. We need to get back to a time when it was accepted that violence is part of human nature And we encourage kids to release their frustrations in a healthy way instead of just sitting them in front of the PlayStation. More importantly, immeasurably so, we need to teach kids wholesome, traditional Christian values. It's so frustrating when I hear some idiot dismiss Christianity or traditional European values as archaic or primitive or old-fashioned. These people have no concept of human nature. The reason why Christian values help people in their lives is that they're still applicable. As civilized people, we value self-control because we recognize that human beings have a tendency to be violent. We have a tendency to do all sorts of vicious things. But our society doesn't encourage self-control anymore. Our society values indulgence. I just read an article yesterday about a gay dude who had sex with 10,000 men in his life. I mean, that's not indulgence. At that point, it's just psychosis. But this sort of thing is in no way discouraged by the popular media. If anything, it's encouraged. Promiscuity is now seen as an accomplishment where it used to be seen as a failing of self-control. At the William Barr hearing the other day, did you see how many Democrats said, reclaiming my time? Do you know why they said that? Because mental Maxine Waters said this a while back and it went viral and she became a hero of the left for it. The Department of Treasury has cooperated extensively with the Senate Intel Committee, with the House reclaiming Intel my time, Committee, reclaiming with the Senate Judiciary Committee. My time, okay. Reclaiming Matter of my fact, time. That made her a hero. That's how crazy leftists are. Democrats on Twitter were posting things like, this is a metaphor for life. We all need to reclaim our time. Being rude has become heroic in the eyes of the left. But this is a perfect illustration of our changing morality in America. We no longer respect integrity, self-control, humility, understatement, composure, professionalism, or even honesty. These days, it's all about getting a viral video. Had those congressmen not focused on getting a viral video on social media, but rather on trying to conduct themselves with integrity 
Imagine the difference. But that's no longer the world we live in. In the year 2020, in the United States of America, there are too many people burning Bibles and too few people reading them. And that's it for me. And remember, it's not that our liberal friends are ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. Good night. Those who would trade our freedom for the soup kitchen of the welfare state have told us they have a utopian solution of peace without victory. They call their policy accommodation. They say we offer simple answers to complex problems. Well, perhaps there is a simple answer. That we want our national policy based on what we know in our hearts is morally right.